Hello everyone, my name is Amy. And my name is Aisha. And welcome back to the Legally Lesbians podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 5 of the Legally Lesbians podcast. Aisha, how are we doing today? Because me and you have just had a conversation about how we are currently feeling. Do you want to speak on that? Oh, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Nervous laughter. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just feeling very bleh. Does that Mm. make sense? Not feeling more than usual, but just... Oh, that was I just outed myself for having very a lot of depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. oh my gosh. No, I um I was with my friends um this weekend and I think I am just social metered out and it is just very low right now. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know if that happens to any of you guys if you have anxiety or depression, but like it gets to a point, even for the come down from that high, right? Like, as an extrovert, I feel I feel like I have that extra boost of being able to be around people, even with my mental health issues. But when it gets a bit too much, oh my gosh, I need my alone time. I need to just stay in bed away from everyone. Mm-hmm, that makes a lot of sense, right? How about you, Ames? What's been going on? Damn, like. Uh... That self-esteem is just very low at the minute. Like, I'm really trying hard to stay positive. But I find it so difficult to because it just feels... Everything feels impossible right now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm progressing in any part of my life. Like, I'm trying to look for jobs. I'm not getting anywhere with that. Um, Still waiting on news for a day to move into the new house. I just feel like nothing's working in my favour at the minute. Like, there's some bad karma in the air. I mean, whoever my past self was, she must have been a right little because I am being punished. <laughs> <laughs> it's just tough. Like, most of my friends have pulled up and they've been like, oh, well, think about the future, think about this, think about that, when you get to travel again, when you get to do this job, blah, blah, and... It's just really difficult for me to even think of the future because I'm just so sick of existence right now is how I'm feeling. Like that feel de- that. that depression's really uh, mm. getting me down. I think yeah. that um, it would be a good idea to look into therapy for me actually because I have noticed that I am just very, very low. I find it so easy to slip into the pattern of. It's almost like I don't know if anyone else who struggles with depression can relate to this but it's almost like I've noticed that suicidal ideation is like a coping mechanism for me like when in what sense when things start to feel bad I get kind of a little boost from the idea that I know I could end it at any point oh my lord yeah yeah I get yeah not that I would necessarily want to do that but it's almost like this comfort in having that option and it's probably a bit dangerous that I'm even thinking about it but I think I can't help that that is where my mind goes when I feel this low yeah no no literally absolutely I I was like that and I think I'm lucky to have realized like that's not the way to be Mm -hmm. in the sense of yeah having that as an option being like oh yeah everything's right now but you know, if it gets worse, at least there's that option, even mm. though that should not be an option. No. And yeah, also, I think I need therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also need money, and I'm... I also need to find a therapist. <laughs> I've been seeing the uh, advertisements for better help on some of the YouTube channels, oh. and I'm like, you know what? Who can this up? <laughs> I'm really tempted. <laughs> the sexual tension between me and getting some help. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a friend I know um, did better help and it really helped them. Yeah. I actually tried it. I think it was end of last year. But I am a fuss-ass when it comes to therapists. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Like, yeah, I just found the ones I got matched with just didn't do anything for me. So I ended up cancelling that subscription. I know I am just fussy. Like, I contacted a couple the other week. And one of them replied, and they couldn't spell. And I was just, I was like, nope, I can't. 
like that's so mean but i just couldn't i'm like i can't trust you if you don't know where to put the apostrophe and you're and you are like, <laughs> i can't do it yeah i feel it's really like trial and error with therapy i mean i've had like three goals of it and I wouldn't say that they've been that effective. And that's probably mm-hmm. down to the NHS, their mental health services being underfunded. And I don't know, I just haven't really connected with the therapists that I've had in the past. And the last one that I had was a woman and she was very judgmental, mm. which is not what you need, really. Absolutely. And when you've had those experiences, it does put you off. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. Um, But yeah, I think it's just... A case of trying to recognize and just remind myself that depression is an illness so it's not necessarily me that's feeling this way it's the depression that's just making the future seem so bleak that it's hard to keep going mm-hmm. well it's torturous to keep going really I, I do feel very very depressed yeah I definitely do need to reach out to a professional at some point I think yeah definitely I think yeah definitely it'll be beneficial and honestly a lot of people who suffer with mental illness are finding it hard I was talking to mm-hmm. a friend earlier and they were saying how they just don't have motivation to do anything and it is 10 times harder in lockdown because of course yeah I find I find it hard to have motivation to do anything as well mm-hmm. and you know the one thing that is actually saving me right now is this podcast yeah like actually a few friends have said to me that they do notice a change in my mood when a thursday rolls around and a new episode is released yeah yeah. and i don't know about you but i feel really accomplished yeah absolutely when it gets released to hear that people are enjoying it it makes me feel like i am doing something like i am using my time on this earth in a, a good intentional way if that makes exactly. sense exactly yeah of course it does and yeah like i would have just literally spent all day in bed and probably made myself worse yeah but we have this i have this and it's like it's not just a hobby it is literally something that i can do with ease it doesn't give me anxiety it, mm-hmm. it's um like you said it feels like i'm doing something to change and make a difference yeah and definitely. yeah it definitely carries me at the moment we love to hear that um <laughs> but yeah like piggybacking off of what you said with the lockdown it is just so so impossibly difficult now because it's dragging on and on and it doesn't feel like there's an end in sight and usually thinking of the future and being able to travel again gets me excited and it's something to look forward to because I would say that most of the time when I'm just living my day-to-day mundane life I feel quite dead inside and then it's almost like when I go away and experience a new way of life and a new culture and meeting new people and you know talking about our differences in just life experience culture whatever it is just makes me feel alive it's like a shot of serotonin and that just seems so so far away right now so it's really hard when you don't feel like you've got things to look forward to and that kind of leads on to the topic of this episode which is body image which i feel like a lot of people like asia and i will have struggled with their body image throughout lockdown maybe lost weight maybe gained weight and they're probably just aren't feeling the best selves right now Asia, do you want to start us off with uh, your struggles with body image oh gosh yeah where do i begin <laughs> <laughs> um this is something i haven't actually spoken about a lot to anyone, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so why not just say it to the whole world on the podcast let's eh? just sack off that better help we've got this podcast chick <laughs> we don't need no therapy (laughs) no but honestly i think i've never put um my relationship with food and fitness um as something that i struggle with when it definitely is yeah growing up i was really small i 
didn't eat a lot and then when I did it was lots of fruit and stuff I was such a strange child I love I didn't like sweets but I loved like the healthy stuff so you know you, you'd think I'd stick to that but um now my my family were quite um into the diet culture um and were very used to I was very used to seeing them trying out new ones each week and just mentioning their weight a lot and that definitely took a toll on me because I guess it was kind of good the way I went against it because I was like well I'm not going to be like that I'll eat wherever I want but then that kind of went into an unhealthy eating habit because if there was any seconds left or wherever I'd like eat eat everything I was literally the food bin for years um which doesn't sound bad but it definitely developed into um like eating my feelings kind of thing mm-hmm. um and I was overweight then at like 14 and then I was lucky that I got into doing cadets and stuff so I naturally shed off the pounds I realized how much I was eating because I had no idea I was actually overweight I just always had the mentality of me growing and growing into my clothes and stuff when in reality I was a 14 year old that was way bigger than she needed to be like BMI wise and blah blah but yeah so cadets saved me I shed the pounds I got back into my fitness because I did love sports at one point then when my depression or anxiety turned up and said hello um (laughs) said hello (laughs) And said hello, and they said, Hello, I've been here. Um, <laughs> thank you for said. discovering us, right? Um, and then I kind of used fitness as a coping mechanism, but turned it ugly. So I was eating okay, but probably working out too much. Cared way too much about how I looked, how I fit into my clothes. I got very small, I went from the size like 16 to a size 6 over like a few years and then (laughs) it's been up and down since you know so Mm -hmm. since then that was like four years ago I have just been on a constant battle up and down of just trying to balance everything out as a musical theatre performer I've been dancing every day I've been doing that and I think my weight was the best at uni because I could control my food but like in a healthy way make good meals for myself make sure I had just the right amount of exercise um doing dance in uni obviously like regulated that as well which is nice and then lockdown happens and i really tried in that first lockdown you know to carry on those those dancing and the fitness videos but um it has definitely been way harder than i expected and it is a very up and down thing i keep finding and especially living back at home because luckily I am very fortunate that my parents do buy food for me and mm. um, as much as I can request stuff and you know they, they do help me out we've always been a big plated family <laughs> like right. our portions are so big mm-hmm. and you know when they have a takeaway it's hard for me to say no because who wants to say no to a flipping takeaway mm-hmm. um, so again it has just been very hard and unhealthy at times and just a constant battle and probably something I should speak about in therapy to see if there were any underlying issues there mm-hmm. um because I would just like to have my healthy relationship with food back and fitness and want to do it for the right reasons yeah that that's really difficult um I've been into fitness for about three years now and when I am at the gym I do like lifting weights that's like my primary um, method of training and that's what I enjoy Um, but I feel like a lot of my reasons for doing that have been purely aesthetic to Mm. look a certain way and that is not a good way to be because that is what makes it unsustainable if you are constantly chasing this ideal body that probably doesn't even exist for your body type exactly. then it's almost like if you're not seeing the results 
then that depression hits and you're like, oh, well, why bother? Mm-hmm. It's been, like, very rocky for me. Um, but I would say that I've always had issues with um, weight, like, body image in general. Um, even from being, like, eight, nine years old, I had a family house in Spain and I would go there every few months and in the summer I just remember always feeling really insecure by the pool and mm-hmm. looking at these girls that were naturally like very lean and quite um athletic like they had well they had high metabolism and just always feeling like when I was around them and like I couldn't hang out with them because they were prettier than me and I was just this lump in a bit. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I was just this little lump in a bathing suit and like hip dips. When I was nine, ten years old, I just thought that that was body fat and I remember like grabbing them and wanting to like cut them off. I didn't even recognize that it was your bones. I just thought that I was wow. fat and it's just like my natural curves that were coming in. Um, But I remember always wanting to get rid of them because I just felt like a fat mess. And then throughout my teenage years, I had an abusive parent and they were always very cruel about my appearance. Um, I needed to wear more makeup. I needed to wear less makeup. I needed to look more like this girl. I needed to slim down because I was putting on too much weight I needed to straighten my hair because it looked a mess when it was curly and I think the abuse just completely annihilated my self-esteem that was already quite weak Uh and so throughout school and stuff I wasn't really that concerned um with fitness and stuff apart from swimming competitively for a little bit I wasn't into sports a little bit like you actually because I was getting bullied for my weight I went the other way I went against it and I was like well I'm just gonna get fatter then (laughs) (laughs) stick it to the man exactly (laughs) and I I just felt like and then I would say when I was about 17 18 I started to get into weightlifting and really enjoyed that and leaned down quite a bit and in 2018 I signed up to do summer camp in the United States so at 18 years old I packed up my life and moved out to Pennsylvania to work as a camp counsellor and a lifeguard and I would say that was where my disordered eating really really kicked off And I had a lot of anxiety about it beforehand because I'd gotten so used to controlling what I was eating. Yeah. And I was making all of my meals from scratch and I felt like I had everything under control. And aesthetically, I was very pleased with how I looked and I felt good in myself. And I was just paralyzed with anxiety about losing that leanness when I was at camp. Anyone who has done camp before will know that... The food in the US, I mean, there's a massive issue with obesity. And the sort of things that we would eat at camp, it was all like pre-made packaged meals most of the time. Um, They would stuff you full of carbs to get your energy levels up. And that would make you feel really sluggish. So like for breakfast, we'd have like waffles or like cinnamon buns just really carb heavy stuff and that just triggered a lot of negative feelings for me and I felt like I was really starting to go crazy with it so when I had a day off a week I would go to Walmart and get like this protein granola and it was quite minimal like the ingredients that were in it and I would get all of these like protein based snacks and eat really like healthy on my days off and I would sneak in these substitute meals to have instead of what they were serving oh wow but it kind of ruined my time out there really because I was just constantly stressed to bits about 
what I was eating and what was in the food that they were giving me because I didn't know what was in it. I hadn't made it mm. myself. And so I dropped weight quite a lot because I was really active, obviously being a lifeguard. Like I was doing a lot of swimming, moving around all the time, working like 16 hour days. So there wasn't a lot of sitting around that went on. And at the time when I dropped in weight, there's actually a post about it on my Instagram. Um, if anyone wants to look back at it, but I was like the leanest thinnest that I've ever been and at the time I thought that I was still quite fat but I was skin and bone really like now that I look back at those pictures I look quite ill but at the time I remember loving the leanness loving like the collarbones coming through Mm -hmm. that kind of really lean look I was living for it But really, I was depriving myself of food. And I felt run down a lot of the time. Um, And then, even when I got back from camp, my mum picked me up from the airport and she always says to me that she just died when she saw me at that airport. She said, I've never seen you look so ill. And she was really concerned for my well-being. But I didn't think anything of it at the time because on my days off, I was still getting to the gym and working out and I was just really loving that lean look and I wanted to hold on to it. But mm. obviously, getting back home, I was now in control of my calorie intake again. And, well, I put that weight back on quite quick because obviously I was eating like three meals a day at home compared to maybe the one and a half meals that I was eating at camp. And then I guess throughout lockdown, I've definitely put on weight because like you were saying, mental health and body image, it has such a strong correlation, doesn't it? Because as I said at the start of the podcast, I do struggle quite badly with depression. And when I have felt depressed, I have just kind of thought, oh, well, I don't give a shit. So I'm just going to eat this anyway. And I know exactly why I put on all the weight. It's because when I've been feeling sad, I've been eating cookies and a full tub Mm -hmm. of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. If you're doing that on a regular basis, you're going to start piling on the weight, especially if you're not, your energy expenditure is non-existent really. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a lot less active now that the gyms in the UK have been closed since December. So every time I've been sad or depressed, I've just whipped out that Ben and Jerry's. And don't get me wrong, it's healthy to let yourself indulge every once in a while. But now I'm just at the point where I feel fat, I feel sluggish, I don't feel healthy. And yeah, I feel like when I'm not in control of how I look and in control of my weight, everything else just feels out of control. Gosh, we we are very similar with that, aren't we? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that is exactly it. Like, since trying to build up that healthy relationship with food, I've learnt to just not say that I can't have something because mm-hmm. I will just think about it mm-hmm. and to just eat what I want. And I don't think I will change that, but like you said, there, <laughs> it, there comes a point. It's moderation, you know? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need to be sitting in bed eating my easter bunny when i've literally just ate my takeaway from last night Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's getting a bit ridiculous you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and it's not even just the you know because it's a takeaway it's the whole health benefits like yeah i know i will feel better once i get my food plan back in order and just you know eating my greens mm-hmm. like i'm not i'm not going to want to do anything if i'm literally just shoveling fat down my body like it needs nutrition and yeah. that's the main thing for me right now is to get the nutrients that i need especially if you struggle with mental health issues because i know that when i was really in the thick of suicidal ideation self-harm and you know just downright depression um and especially like if you go to the doctor they'll always say that your diet needs to be intact and I guess at the time you kind of roll your eyes and you think oh a bit of broccoli (laughs) is not going to fix the mind 
literally what I nutrition, just did. <laughs> nutrition plays a massive role in your overall functioning. And I think I have kind of gotten to a good place with viewing food as fuel and seeing it as like a healthy lifestyle because diets aren't sustainable. No, not at all. I mean, it was last week when my mom was like, oh, I'm going to go back on them, that diet where I just have the shakes like three times a day. And I'm like, it doesn't work. It's not good. It's not nutritious. You'll feel run down. And these diets where it's for like quick results, you'll put that weight straight back on. It's not healthy for you. A healthy lifestyle and any weight loss or weight gain um, depends where you are like on the scale. It has to be done over time for it to be healthy and sustainable. Yes, the shakes and that I couldn't agree more because again, I'm pretty sure at one point my family was on them and I thought the exact same Mm -hmm. in the sense of okay, you're training your body to rely off these shakes but the moment you go off them you still don't know how to moderate and control your food intake. You still don't know how much you need of this food group, this food group, you know? Like, it's learning and it's understanding food. You can't just replace it. Otherwise, you're going to be in shakes for the rest of your life, and that's disgusting. Like, it's all about, for me, because I love cooking, and when I do cook, I love being able to make tasty, healthy things, especially being a pescatarian, you know, and that's why I loved living alone because I could just do all of that myself. But you can pull um, up and make a nice meal for me when you come to mine. Oh, honey, you know I will. <laughs> Hot eyes. You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, exactly that. It's all about finding a balance, like I've said, because... Like, for me, being into weightlifting, I follow quite a lot of, quote, fitness influencers on Instagram. And a lot of the influencers, nutritionists, um, all of those folks, they all say that, like, pre-made meals, like, what's the word? Ready meals are so bad for you because they're really high in sodium and obviously, like, it's just processed processed food um and they're just not good for you but like for me I've taken that literally so say for example because I'm staying at my grandparents right now they eat a lot of processed food so when lunchtime rolls around and they're having a processed meal for lunch I just won't eat I'd rather eat nothing than eat that wow so I would say I've still got that it's mm. it's a struggle. Yeah, of course. And it is moments like that that you realise that it's still there. Yeah, definitely. And there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. I've just uploaded some pictures to Instagram today from a walk that I took with my best friend. And a few mm. people have said, like, oh, these pictures are gorgeous. Like, you look great. And really, I felt like a fat mess. When I look back at them, like, I have given them a good edit because I just feel like a mess at the minute. Well, you never look like a mess because you're freaking beautiful. Oh, Um, thank you, (laughs) Rune. But, yeah, that's another thing. Like, moving on to some beauty standards and that. Mm. I have never felt so comfortable in my body than over the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I've put on probably, like, a stone since... um, since probably second lockdown Mm -hmm. like you know that christmas like weight you meant to lose never did added on to it you know (laughs) like it's still there we building Um, we're building on top um but honestly i have never felt better and that's why i love seeing some body positivity things Mm -hmm. because there is just this whole thing around having to be a certain way to feel beautiful yeah. or to feel comfortable in yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, looking back, I wasn't happy when I was at my skinniest. I was the most depressed. That just kind of shouts and speaks volumes of how connected mental health and 
body image beauty standards really are yeah because it would be a lie to say that society and the media don't play any role because of course they do yeah they influence us a lot more than we will ever be conscious to oh my gosh yeah and that's why you know summer coming up i am so ready and preparing myself for that big difference like we're gonna be seeing some hot bods on instagram i'm very sure um and you know some posts make me feel better then other posts make me feel worse and that is just like an insecure like internal thing of wanting to look a certain way Mm -hmm. just subconsciously even if like on the outskirts i'm like i don't care Mm -hmm. i feel representation in media and society has forced us to have a certain thought or judgment as you look at certain posts and Mm -hmm. for me it's made me feel like oh i need to look like that I need to have that body to be happy and that's really because my actual reaction is hell yeah that girl looks amazing that's how you know she feels happy looking the way she does she's you know but the initial judgment is still there and it's really irritating Mm -hmm. does that make sense a little bit. I get what you're trying to say. Like, your initial reaction to the body hair is like, oh no, I can never. But then, I'm guessing, not to put words in your mouth, like internally, it's like, oh, fair play, you do what you want. You know what I mean? So, before me and Asia recorded this episode, we actually had a conversation regarding body hair. And I was just kind of explaining to Asia that when I do see women on social media with a lot of armpit hair, my immediate response is, that's gross. Because we have been trained by the media and these standards of beauty to look at women who don't conform to that and think, what the hell? Thank you for speaking properly on my behalf. (laughs) (laughs) But it's ingrained in all of us because when we look back historically at the representation of women in the media, quote, beautiful women, skinny has been the default, blonde has often been the default, white has been the default. And now that things are starting to change and we as a society are starting to understand that there's no one way to look like a woman it's still hard to get your mind around representation that doesn't look like the ones that you've seen prior. I mean, there was an advert for, I think it was Nike or some sort of gym clothing brand. And it was this African-American woman who had like a lot of armpit hair in the shoot. And loads of women were commenting underneath saying, Jesus Christ, could you not have shaved her arms? Like, this is disgusting. And that's women saying that because we have been trained to judge other women and to judge ourselves if we don't conform to this standard that the media and society has created on our behalf. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, absolutely. Like, oh my gosh. I'm proper going to out myself, but um, I deserve it. Um, (laughs) Because I was going to be like, see, I love change and the fact that people can do what they want like with their bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am like that for most things. But I guess I've just suppressed a lot of like the bad things I've probably said, which, you know, is normal, I guess. But um, I remember being on the college bus with my friend mm-hmm. and I actually, I actually told her about this the other day because I found it so bizarre in the way the world works. We commented on the fact that this girl had hairy legs and you could see her through her tights oh okay and we we just discussed it as if it was our place like who the f*** do we think we are mm-hmm. and now I am You're, rocking the hairy you legs you are that lassie <laughs> I am her I am her times ten yeah. you know like and 
it I'm hoping it shows growth. <laughs> Definitely mm. like her. Um it's just really bizarre to look back and see that I thought like that or thought it was okay to comment. Yeah. You know, like because a lot of people still would. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Especially older generations. Yeah. I would think. That's very true. And I don't know, me and body hair, like, we've grown together <laughs> over the past mm-hmm. year or so. Um, leg hair wise, I love my leg hair and I barely ever shave them. I finally understand why men wear shorts in winter because this leg hair keeps you warm. Like, I bet. so warm. It's amazing. Armpit hair, I didn't shave for a while. Um, trying to prove a point really with the whole femininity and feminist um, but with a lot of sports I did in uni and I'm just a natural sweater I sweat so much yeah because right? especially the armpit hair it holds exactly. a lot more sweat and scent exactly. when you've got an excess so, of it yeah so I found for me keeping my armpit hair too long was just not doable because I would no. sweat so much more and that was a lot um, but I was able to form a confidence with it so you know I used to, I don't know about you like in dance class or something if I had my armpits on show and I hadn't shaved them I would be so embarrassed Yeah. but now I am absolutely fine if they are like a little bit long just you know? getting a shot of Asia's hairy legs here and feeling a bit turned <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're lifting them up to showcase them some more. Do not edit this bit out. Absolutely not. Keep this bit of us flirting in. Oh, always. We love a bit of a flirt. <laughs> Actually, when I was listening back to episode four, you were yeah. flirting with me and I was just missing it. <laughs> I know. I that, know. That there was one where... point you completely just went... <laughs> that part where, where I said oh yeah, my type is like dark hair and dark eyes. And you were like, hmm, really? And I just completely didn't hear that and disregarded it. I kept it it in. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. Useless lesbians. What I've had to um, make sure that I don't do is as much as I want to suggest to my friends and that to like, you know, be natural. Don't feel like you have to shave. But then there's a line where it's like, if they want to shave, they can. And that's the whole point. Like, yeah. it's teaching people that you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And if that means not shaving, awesome. If that means to shave, that's also awesome. Yeah, I think I do struggle a little bit with that in the sense of the minute that I see a little bit of hair, I have to shave it off. It's not, it's not so much with my legs, but I would definitely say if it's like, eyebrow hair or armpit hair like the minute that it grows back in I just feel like I need to get rid of that because there's something about it that just feels like impure and I don't know why that is I don't know what the root cause of that is Um, it could just be a part of my OCD because I have struggled with trichotillomania and for people who don't know what that is it's like a form of OCD where you feel compelled to pull out your eyebrow hair and my eyebrows are actually permanently tattooed and I'm so glad that I got that done because there was just no hair left Mm -hmm. and there was no shape to them and so that could be a part of it and because we've been in lockdown and I'm not really an avid dress wearer, I don't shave my legs a lot of the time and I'm completely comfortable if I'm just chilling in the house. But when the sun came out last week, I was hot in that shower, shaving all of the leg hair off because although I'm like comfortable enough in the house, it just feels wrong to go out with all of this leg hair. Yes, I'm exactly the same because even um this weekend, like you said, it was summery and I fancied wearing a dress. Not like me at all. Mm. But um I really just fancied wearing a dress and being Hot very lassie. feminine. <laughs> Thanks. Um <laughs> and my legs were on show and 
for the first time in probably like years years probably like a year a few months <laughs> anyway <laughs> i i don't know time your dramatic um, yeah my dramatic yeah the first time in for a while i was just very aware of them mm-hmm. and was wondering if anyone had noticed or was thinking about it and yeah it was just kind of a slap in the face of oh by the way you still have these insecurities you know like even Mm. though I thought I'd way past them but it just it does just show it's a constant um not battle but it's a constant thing that if I'm still working on I'm sure will take a long time for people who still shave because they feel like they have to yeah I mean you know what I mean well it is just society and beauty standards that it just feels Mm. wrong to go out there looking like a bear yeah (laughs) yeah no genuine like why yeah why is that such a thing to put it simply because you know men call into the local co-op all the time with their hairy legs out and while it doesn't look cute no one Mm. comments yeah. But it's this thing where, like, if women do it, they're like, oh, bloody hell, she's let herself go. <laughs> Earlier, you actually made this memory, like, pop up for me. Oh, um, good. The, this happens a lot in here, doesn't it? It does. Beauty standards. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I don't know if my parents listen to this podcast, but they'll have a shock. Um, I remember getting in arguments with my parents when I was probably as young as... 11 12 mm-hmm. like if we were going out for a meal or something i would instinctively not wear makeup half because i didn't know how to do it half because i didn't like the feeling of it and they'd always tell me to go back and to put some on before we left oh christ that's a bit bad isn't it yeah like and they'd say like make an effort but apparently makeup is the effort that they were looking for, even though I felt completely comfortable and okay with not wearing any. And yet I had people telling me that this is the only way for someone to look acceptable or for a woman to look acceptable, even at the young age of 12. Yeah, I remember being... 11 years old and my dad forced me to shave my legs I think I was like 10 or 11 I mean you don't really have hairs no. at that point but he just made me feel like I was disgusting because I had this leg hair and he actually said to my mom, he was like you need to tell her that she needs to shave her legs whoa yeah and my actual hair is naturally very thick very curly and he used to always tell me that it looked dreadful it looked messy i didn't look good so for a good five six years i would get up two hours before school to flatten the out of my hair with the straighteners that's insane and it's only been like two three years that i've started just letting my hair do its thing because I love it being naturally curly, but it was really a struggle to let that natural hair come through because every time I left it naturally curly, I just felt like a mess. It was like his voice was in my head telling me that everyone was looking at my hair and thinking that I looked a disgrace. For me, my rea- my reaction to when my parents would say that was just kind of like, <laughs> I think I look beautiful enough without it. <laughs> mm. So... I, w- I just completely went against it or I'd cry and go do what I needed to do, put makeup on mm-hmm. but I think it definitely internalised itself into some self-hate and you know, years on that came out Yeah, but I guess I was just a little rebel <laughs> from <laughs> a young age <laughs> a rebel People were like, I was a rebel, honestly go put, put makeup on, <laughs> nah, nah I don't fancy you. I ain't gonna like, do it, it's boring <laughs> Like, what on earth? But, yeah, all these things that happen in childhood really do manifest later in life. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Mm. So, for people struggling with their body image, Asia, what would be your advice? My advice would be to 
unfollow those people on social media that you keep comparing yourself to. Yeah. Just get rid of them. If it makes like, you honestly, feel like sack it off. Yeah, and like again, I felt a bit guilty. I was like, it's literally just because I'm jealous of this person. But it would make me feel bad. So I just, like these celebrities, social media influencers, sack them off, get rid of them. And I'd also would say to just start exploring the weird and wonderful ways that your body works, that you feel like style wise, like that's literally where my body hair stuff came from because I was just like a lazy so I was like, I ain't gonna do this today. <laughs> so really just kind of like question yourself. Maybe ask like, who are you looking good for? Who do you want to look good yes. for? If it's anyone but yourself, then that's mm-hmm. not a mission worth hopping on. Exactly. Like, what? who are you doing this for? Why are you doing this thing? Yeah. What is your why? Because... As long as you have a healthy relationship with your body and nutrition mm-hmm. and you aren't causing any damage to your health, then you are healthy. I think that we have been tricked for years into thinking that thinner equals healthier, but it doesn't because mm-hmm. I would say for me right now that I've gotten rid of those that restrictive mindset of well I'm not going to eat those cookies or I'm not going to have ice cream anymore actually when I've allowed myself to indulge every now and again I'm having like a better relationship with food mentally because I'm feeding that part of me that wants that in that moment yeah so maybe I'm not feeling physically better for it and maybe I put on a little bit of weight but it's better to do that than completely deprive myself and then plummet into depression. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's either putting on that short term, oh, I ate something I shouldn't have today, rather than the long term yeah. effects of thinking and restricting yourself from from things. And I would say to research into nutrition because I think we could all mm-hmm. learn a bit more about that, really. Yeah. Because a lot of friends or family members of mine have been like, oh, I'm going to start this diet. I'm not going to have carbs. I'm only going to eat protein. Mm -hmm. Your body will never be able to operate on all engines that way. You need carbs. You need protein, Mm -hmm. fats, macronutrients, micronutrients. You need all of those things to sustain a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, and it's it's dangerous as well to cold turkey it if your body is used to a certain way of being fed going off something completely isn't a healthy way of doing it you hear people who go on to being a vegan or being a vegetarian and the you know the sciencey people i don't know um always recommend <laughs> the sciencey <laughs> people you... there's no names for them they're just sciencey peeps <laughs> they do recommend you do it like gradually you know um the nutritionists yeah i am nutritionists uh, i need you in my life forever (laughs) um i would recommend i dare you don't shave your legs for a week i dare you i dare all the listeners don't shave your legs for a week well before i hopped in that shower last week i hadn't shaved them for a good four months oh well you're already four months ahead of everyone (laughs) But the shaved now, because personally, yeah, when I'm out and about, <laughs> I just feel more comfortable that way. It's, yeah. it's not necessarily society overtaking me, you know, really, if I didn't want to shave them, I wouldn't shave them. I just feel more yeah, comfortable awesome. that way. And that's the beauty that's of it. You yeah. do what feels good for you. And also just be gentle with yourself, because... We will never experience a pandemic like this in our lifetime again. Well, we f- up. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to speak too soon because if another epidemic pulls Touch up, every wood. bitch is going to be blaming me. <laughs> Touch wood, please. Touching this wood floor right now. Um, But yeah, it's extenuating circumstances. 
it's just impossibly hard. Like there's a bunch of times throughout the lockdowns that I've tried to stick to a routine and I've pulled up a full list of workouts and I've done them for like a solid three, four weeks. But I've found it really difficult to stick to long term because I'm just not interested. Like I'm barely getting through the days and it's okay if you feel like and if you're lacking motivation don't punish yourself you have to find that happy medium of engaging in fitness and healthy eating because that's what you love and it brings happiness and joy to your life it feeds your soul because the thing is with fitness you can't rely on motivation because motivation is transient it comes and goes as it pleases and sometimes you have to push through and you'll feel better for it but if you're really not in a good place mentally and you don't want to do it don't force yourself there's a very fine line if you know you're not going to feel better for it then maybe just do something a little bit less demanding like going for a walk or going on a little bike ride or a jog something is better than nothing I've really enjoyed getting into walking going out with a friend on a nice three hour walk has really fed my soul the way that staying home and doing a, a gluten hamstring workout with a 10 kilogram dumbbells hasn't recently <laughs> absolutely no so. exactly you gotta you've just gotta take every day as it comes um for me i struggle to stick to schedules i've tried everything like making a little timetable for myself so i don't feel bored in the week that i feel like i've achieved things like you said ames um like following like a routine of like fitness things like I did like the daily fitness things on YouTube and oh my gosh it was fun for like a week and then I felt like it was a chore rather than something I enjoyed and I do enjoy fitness and keeping fit and sports and stuff so there was no point in me even trying to do something just for the sake of it you know it's a case of finding what method of exercise you like best because for me I like being in the gym I like a mixture of hip workouts and bodybuilding some people like to do yoga some people just like to go for walks or runs outside so find what brings your soul joy exactly couldn't have said it better myself thank you so much for listening to episode five hopefully you got some insight into our lives had some advice and could relate to the not so horrible parts it's gonna be a hot girl summer whether you're feeling your best self or not i'm gonna get my hair done get the eyebrows topped up get my back in the gym april 12th april 12th i'm gonna be pulling up getting that tight not because society tells me to but because i cannot wait to get back in the gym and do them squats absolutely i can't wait to Hot get girl summer. on that yes and I will whether be you're full you. of hair or whether you're hairless oh i can't wait slimmer get your ass out in that yes. sun thank you very much we'll speak to you next time and be gay do crime Thank you for listening to the Legally Lesbians podcast hosted by your favourite gays, Amy and Asia. You can find us at Legally Lesbians on Twitter and Instagram. 